your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So then, the United Nations Refugee Agency, UNHCR, has raised the need to end the suffering of stateless children. A child is born stateless at least every 10 minutes. So during the course of our next interview, we can expect another one. And they cannot access medical services, education and the basic proper protection they deserve as a result. We can now hear from UNHCR representative in Korea, Mr. Dirk Hebecker. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. And, and this week marked the one-year anniversary of your campaign on this issue. Uh, can you just clarify for us what it really means to be stateless? Well, a stateless, <clears throat> a stateless person is uh, somebody who has no nationality, in very simple words. Uh, somebody who cannot call any country his or her own, or people who live on the territory of a state that uh, normally discriminates part of its population, not granting uh, citizenship and uh, therefore not granting basic rights uh, that are usually associated with citizenship. Presumably fleeing one's country, for example, in the time of war, would be a major cause of statelessness. Are, are there actually a number of reasons, though, a number of factors to consider? Yeah, I think um, they, there may be stateless people who are stateless because they fled their own country, but the majority of stateless people are actually not refugees, and uh, refugees are not automatically stateless. Um, in legal terms, this is a bit more complicated, but to be very simple, uh, it is usually nationality laws of countries that prevent people from acquiring uh, citizenship. It can be the case when uh, uh, in accession or succession scenarios when uh, countries are reshaped after the uh, breakup of the British Empire or the former Soviet Union and new uh, sovereign states are formed, uh, that some people find themselves on the territory of a new nation that doesn't admit them into uh, citizenship. But more importantly, it's nationality laws that prevent some people from acquiring nationality. And this Foreigners is, yeah. who live on the territory of a particular country uh, which has uh, very restrictive nationality laws, just don't grant uh, nationality to the children born. And if the parents are unable to admit uh, that child into the nationality of their country of origin, or if the, if the parents are also stateless, or one of the parents is stateless, then uh, statelessness will, uh, pass will be passed on to their children as well. We might now, though, hold a mirror up to ourselves right here in South Korea. Uh, can, can you tell us about the situation here, uh, Let me start by saying that the phenomenon of statelessness is wide, widespread around the world. There's about 10 million worldwide. Uh, there are countries that have over a million uh, stateless people, like Myanmar. Yes. There are over 700,000 in Ivory Coast. In Thailand, some estimated half a million. In the former Soviet Union, there's uh, several hundreds of uh, thousands of people who have no, no nationality. In Korea... Um, the problem is not as um, common or widespread. Uh, there are only estimates uh, of uh, 
anything between a few hundred and a few thousand uh, people who have no nationality. These are um, uh, usually people who are born to one or both parents being stateless or uh, to uh, people who are unable to prove their original nationality, although they do have a link to a particular country, for example, China. Um, mm. uh, this comes from the rather complicated history of uh, the nationality law in Korea itself and also the current nationality legislation, which uh, uh, makes it uh, hard for uh, foreigners to obtain uh, obtain birth certificates and yes. then uh, formalize state, uh, the state of the citizenship nationality. Well, we are still very much trapped in this framework of uh, associating ethnicity with uh, nationality. I know that's a separate issue, but but it is worrying if there's even one child that's stateless in this country. Right. And and actually, you know, to flip it around, if there are only a few hundred, in theory, this is a very realistic campaign to, to come up with a solution for. Because if you're too much... Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, this campaign is a 10-year campaign. Uh, the High Commissioner for Refugees... Some people may wonder why the UN Refugee Agency is now suddenly responsible for stateless people. Um, but the UNHCR was created uh, initially to deal with refugees, but was later given an additional mandate to deal with stateless people because the um, uh, situation of stateless people is in many ways similar to that of refugees. And there are two international conventions, one on the prevention of statelessness and uh, one on the um, uh, status of stateless people. Um, so UNHCR is also responsible for stateless people. In mm. Korea uh, and in many other countries, uh, lawyers, parliamentarians, civil society are working on uh, pushing for changes in nationality law to make it possible. And so as part of the campaign, many countries have joined these two conventions. Uh, Korea is part of the 1954 Convention on the Status of Stateless Persons but not on the reduction of statelessness, which uh, means that there's less pressure, international pressure from the point of view of international law on the Republic of Korea to actually render stateless people um, um, citizens of uh, this country and also to prevent scenarios under which uh, children would be born into statelessness. Well, Many countries have made good progress. Um, we have uh, examples of whole populations being admitted. Uh, I can think of an example that I witnessed myself when I was working in Sri Lanka a few years ago when the hill Tamils uh, that are often known to tourists uh, when tourists visit the tea plantations in Sri Lanka, the workers there uh, came to Sri Lanka many hundred years ago under the British rule and uh, were never citizens after Sri Lanka gained independence. Now, with the help of UNHCR, Sri Lanka has admitted the majority of these uh, Tamils into citizenship of Sri Lanka. It, for, for countries where you know this is still a, a growing issue and not at the uh, extreme end of things, for example, South Korea, is, is the problem, the obstacle that these governments might be worried that they send the, in inverted commas, wrong message out there by, by making it easier to become a Korean citizen, for example? Well, first of all, uh, this discussion would be political. I think um, you're in a way right that uh, there are considerations at the national level that uh, 
uh, talk about uh, setting a precedent, uh, etc. But uh, we as an agency, but also as international lawyers or the custodians of international law in relation to citizenship, uh, would be guided by international legal instruments. Okay. Uh, I talked about the two conventions, but there are other legal instruments, such as the Convention on the Rights of the Child, which uh, make it mandatory for signatory states to um, allow children who would otherwise be born into statelessness uh, to be granted citizenship of their country, regardless of any circumstances, just because it is the right of every child to acquire nationality. There's the uh, other very important convention on the elimination of discrimination against women, uh, because in some uh, countries, actually quite a number of countries, I think we have a statistics of about 27 countries in the world which have discriminatory citizenship laws which uh, make it possible for the pa father to pass on nationality but not for the mother. Yes. So what happens to single mothers uh, where the father is either unknown or uh, no longer around or um, whatever other, other circumstances uh, lead to such a situation which makes it impossible although the mother does have nationality she cannot pass it on yeah. to the child easily. Yeah, the madness really, isn't it, from a common sense perspective. You've been gathering data though as part of this campaign. Maybe we can briefly share some of that. I mean, in fact, 250 plus people, including children, were interviewed as part of um, your efforts. Is there a particular story that stood out for you? You know, every story, of course, is, is very moving because uh, just uh, imagine everybody who's listening that you don't have a nationality what would be the immediate consequences that you can think of in Korea uh, probably more than even in other countries you don't do anything without an ID card if you're not a national you won't have an ID card so you won't have a phone you won't have a bank account you won't have access to education you can't enroll there you can't enroll here uh, many things that prevent you from leading a very uh, normal life that we are all accustomed to. So there are many stories. I worked for two years in, in Myanmar where uh, UNHCR was helping uh, stateless Rohingya people uh, in, in the border area between Myanmar and Bangladesh. I worked another two years in Bangladesh with uh, stateless refugees from the same Rohingya population. So, Mr. Hebecker, you've really witnessed... Stories. You've witnessed... Uh, a huge amount on this issue. Uh, very interesting to get your local perspective here in Korea as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much, Alex. Mr. Dirk Hebeke, UNHCR representative here in Korea. We'd love to hear from you via email, efmthismorning at gmail.com.